Mark here on a Sunday night, May 17, with a bonus episode of Natchcast. We have too much to cover. The news is hot and heavy. We couldn't wait till Wednesday. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about fungus, Andrew Keegan, Whole Foods, and plant consciousness. No time to waste. Begin! some news too sweet too sweet oh first i want to clear something up okay i have yet to do the research on glyphosate levels i'll do that i'll get to them see who's right or wrong uh-huh in the great debate between the science babe and me wait what was glyphosate again roundup oh right whether or not we're oh, whether or not we're using less of it more or less. You think the we're introduction using introduction of gmos i think we're up see i'd be i wouldn't be surprised if they're using more of it in developing countries though well, but I think they're using more of it because the plants can withstand it and they just dump it. Yeah. But I'm going to check into that. Yeah. I did, however, check into grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Contraindications with medicine. Remember? Yeah, Lipitor. Well. Was I right? You were, well, you were right, but you were just tipping the crack of the tipberg. <laughs> Iceberg tip. <laughs> All right. Don't drink grapefruit juice. For breakfast, when you often take your medication, hmm. if you also take any of these. Are you ready for this list? Statins. Yeah. So there's your Lipitor, along with many others. Antihistamines. Antihistamines? Yeah. So allergies. Jeez. Kick grapefruit off your menu. Calcium channel blockers for blood pressure. Mm. I think we've covered the entire population there with cholesterol and high blood pressure. Psychiatric drugs. What the hell? So... <laughs> Including Zoloft. Immunosuppressants, pain medications, specifically methadone. Oh my God. So, just on all fronts, there's a jihad against grapefruits. Can't take Viagra. Oh, wait, I just said jihad. Are we going to be in trouble? Don't. Oh, natch that out. Yeah. Um, HIV medications or antiarrhythmics. So, I think there's some alternatives. Like, if if you really want your grapefruit juice, Mm -hmm. you can swap some of these out. But that's a lot of different drugs. Yeah, I what feel does that like tell you? I don't know. Maybe like we shouldn't be on so many drugs. On so many drugs, or eating so much grapefruit. I think maybe the there's something. Fried. Maybe it's a mix of things. Maybe grapefruit is just such an aggressive fruit. I mean, you can taste it, right? When you eat a grapefruit. Well, but what's there's your... power there. I mean, this is the common tastes sense. like concentrated sunlight. It's pure energy, my friend. I'm going with common sense. That what? grapefruit is a big old sphere comes off a tree. Yeah, not that. Not, these, Not all these my drugs. methadone. <laughs> yeah. mm. I'll give up my methadone if I can keep having my grapefruit. Well, you might need to supplement your grapefruit with something after breakfast if you give up your methadone. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I want to clear that up. We're not doctors, but we don't want to. No, clearly. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up, Mark. Next. I got I got another one from that was uh, I think it was last week, episode six, right when you first brought up where we we were dancing around the notion of plants. What it all started with my question about uh, kombucha being is it vegan. is it truly vegan? Right. Which I think by definition it probably is. It's not an animal product; it's an organism. Right. Plant. Right. But man. No, it's not even plant. Well, it's, it's bacteria like bacteria, and yeast. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's like so. I mean, protozoan. Talk about a caveman diet. Yeah. So beer is not vegan, then, right? Our new definition of vegan that is not the one that people actually find useful. Beer is not vegan. <clears throat> well, there's yeast in it and bacteria. So it is vegan. Well, I thought if there's living thing, if living things had to oh, die, our new definition. Is yes, our beer is off the list too, right? Idiotic, right? Useless definition yeah. of vegan. Well, we need a new word for that. That's like our version of vegan, like vegan pro, or mm. the next level vegan, super vegan. Mm. If you're super vegan, you're probably going to die, though, right? Somebody uses vegan, huh? Oh, but I mean, you're God. What are you going to eat if you can't eat plants? <laughs> that's so. That's gonna. We're gonna get to that with this next news story. You gonna? You can't. I, what if you could like chew <laughs> you, on tree bark, right? Because well, you're not yeah. killing the tree. How do you just suck on your leather belt? You wouldn't have a leather belt. No, you wouldn't. No, like me. You could, I don't you have could a suck belt. on your cloth belt. I'm I'm vegan in my belts. Yeah, you are. I'm a belt vegan. <laughs> That's what we call it. A cinched up tight belt vegan. So there's a guy that I was. Uh, I I don't think I mentioned his name last podcast, but you did. Well, no, you mentioned he was Basque. Yeah, but his name is Michael Martyr. Mm-hmm. And let me just read to you. I did a little research here. Oh, so this is not from the article you sent me? No, but get that article going. If you I've got it thoughts. right here. It's oh, a very... Okay. It's very uh, cerebral. It's, yeah. It's about conceptual art and... Uh, yeah, it's a combination of things. It's not just about his work. So Michael Martyr is the Iker Basque Research Professor of Philosophy at the University of the Basque Country, Vittoria Gasteiz. Excellent <laughs> pronunciation. Good... <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of those were right. Um but listen to this. Okay, so a couple books he's written. The Philosopher's Plant, an Intellectual Herbarium. That was just last year, 2014. 2013, Plant Thinking, a Philosophy of Vegetal Life. Mm. I think we're on to something, right? Listen to some of these articles and bear with me. Prop your feet up. The Sense of Seeds or Seminal Events in Environmental Philosophy. The pla- That's forthcoming. The Place of Plants, Spatiality, Movement, Growth. In performance philosophy, these are some. See, I feel like that... I could write a pretty compelling go- uh, book about seminal events, but. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> I'm working, you're working on that for a few minutes. Like, I gotta get. I that. almost killed that, darling. Probably should have. Por una filosofía de las plantas en la maleta de Portobu. Wow. Uh, with Patricia. I always thought Vieira, that English writing was Writing philosophers and poets as lovers of plants, on the verge of respect, ontological and phenomenological okay, so investigations into plant ethics. This is a good and one. lots of articles. Should plants have rights? That's. I want to read that. The Philosopher's Magazine. Plant intelligence and attention. Is it ethical to eat plants? I was in parallax. On and on. What is plant well, thinking? Wait, okay, what does this guy eat? So this eat? guy's into plants. What does he eat? Well, I think he probably, I don't know what he eats, but he's thinking a lot about plants. He is. So, did you read the article? Most of it. I mean, it's... <laughs> it wasn't as much about plant ethics. As it's that. one of those Q&As where the Qs are about as long as the As. Yeah, we should pick it. That's from Bomb Magazine. Yeah. We'll pick something else next time. This, wanna, isn't a, this isn't an art criticism I want to introduce people to, the, to this guy's name. Because a lot of people read Michael Pollan's article in, I think it was the New Yorker, 2013, end of 2013, called okay. um, The Intelligent Life of Plants, which that was a springboard off of a book from 1973, the year of Mark Brush's birth, called um, The, Secret, Big year in human the history. Secret Life of Plants by Peter Tompkins and Christopher Bird. So there's a rich history to this plant mystery. 
rhyming with history. <laughs> Herstory. So here's a, here's a, here here here. This was a quote from that bomb article uh, uh, by Martyr. It particularly occurred to me that the recent philosophical turn to the so-called question of the animal, which we've been talking about for podcasts now, yeah. did not go deep enough into the thickets of the Aristotelian notion of the soul. I was wondering which starts how with the vegetative acts of nourishment and reproduction. I, yeah, I wanted you to pronounce Aristotelian. Mm, I was looking at it. So we, I mean, you could get into some really heavy, heavy stuff, Way heavy. but. I like that. Now you like, okay, so we're all focusing on animals. You could go one click further and you get to plants. Well, you see animals. But they don't talk, Josh. Yeah, yeah but you can... Animals s- go, bleh, me. You can watch an animal be busy. An animal can do like 10 different things in a minute. No one has the patience to sit and watch a plant live its life, you know? Well, maybe just hyperlapse it. Unless you're a gardener. Gardeners respect the shit out of plants, right? I hope so. Yeah, so I mean, if you're... Because I'm always amazed, like you were saying. Like, I had some seedlings going upstairs in, you know, by the kitchen window. And the way they were all leaning over to the side yeah, where a little same. more light got through. And then to, I kind of was fucking with the plants a little bit. I rotated the whole thing around. Oh, well, that straightens them out. Yeah. It's and like they posture. Had to grow back. Plant posture. Yeah. They didn't complain. No. They were lovely house guests. You know what you're getting at? I don't, who was the, um, the other interviewee? Heidi Norton. Mm-hmm. She was like a conceptual artist, right? Very conceptual. Yeah. Well, yeah, so... But I like that thing she was talking about. She took a house plant, painted, painted a leaf of it completely white. I think more than just the leaf. Like I thought she painted one whole... Oh, did she paint the whole thing? I think maybe. Covered the whole thing in white paint. Yeah. By hand. Sealed it all up. Yeah. And then used it in an art project. And, and then what happened? Came back to the studio a day or two later, and she was amazed to find that it had just burst all the dried paint off. No, it, was, it just had new growth going that you could see. I need to reread this article. (laughs) There was a lot of... Your point is germane. But yeah. I just like... It created new life even beyond sort of that coating of toxic uh, coating. Wait, turn off your Wi-Fi. No! Match. Done. Wait, I want to find this. When I returned, it had grown out of the paint. Yeah. That's see, new growth, beyond, above and beyond the white paint. She says later. Uh, yeah. See, what I was on. picturing is that it had like flexed Nobody and has... just like, and just muscled the paint <laughs> no. and it exploded off, kind of like a superhero. Oh. But later in this article, she says what you're getting at, which I think is you're just Im- impatience to understand the plant scale of consciousness. Yeah. And our plant empathy which is, is going to be on a, on a nosedive now because... The plant scale of consciousness. Nobody's going to... I feel plants have long have been long reduced to objects of consumption, whether for eating, gazing upon, gardening, etc. Plants are thought of as passive, things that merely sit there and absorb sunlight and grow and then die. Perhaps I am oversimplifying, but the fact remains that people who can't care for people or animals are told to get a plant. Much of what they do, I mean plants, goes unseen. Their perceived stillness objectifies them. Some highfalutin language for what you're saying there. Yeah, but if you watch a plant, you watch plant behavior, it represents a different different aspect of life, a different foundational element of life. I agree. Yeah, a patient, plaintive. Which is why, I it, it for some reason in my mind, it's not that different. Like, you want to get all hot and bothered about uh, a calf being confined and turned into veal. Well, a calf cries a, out. Well, there, there are some... Uh, there are auditory signals. <laughs> 
they can speak. That is one of the big differences here. They can speak. Well, they can't. Yeah, is that? They can make noises. But it's not. It's just a click or two further down the chain. You will tell me when the lamb stops screaming, oh. <laughs> won't you, Clarice? I don't. I think you're going to start there. So why do I bring all this up? Because this guy is deep in on the philosophical implications of plants having rights and ethics and lives, and should we eat them if we're so? I think. He, come on, I'm guessing he eats plants. He'd have to. Or maybe he just eats strictly animals. Maybe he just doesn't eat. Maybe he's like so into plants. He's like, you know what? Fuck animals for a little while. <laughs> right. I'm going to lay into them. I'm going to give plants a rest. What about that? Well, come on. What, what is it? Ta- so carnivore, I think you could make these. Ar- I could, you could make these arguments. That, yeah. All right. So we get so concerned about animal rights. We're going to start talking about plant rights. There's a little. It's on the edges right now. But where are we going to end up? Where are we going to end up? Just be nice to everything. Try to be nicer. Look. Here's what I was going to say. I would like to see uh, the paleo... Have you ever thought about keeping some thoughts to yourself? No. I'd like to see the paleo diet Could help the go podcast. full insanity yep. and become all just meat. It's only a meat diet. Like, that's the next splinter of the paleo diet. It's just an all-carnivore diet. All-carnivore. Yeah. Max carnivore. Yep. Max carn. Carnimax. Carnimax. TM! There we go. Make it happen. Yeah. Meat bars, we can... Have a whole line of meat bars. Natch, Carnamax meat bars. Um, yeah. Meat bars, jerky craze. I don't like Yeah. That's like the short side. Yeah, we've tribes. talked about this. Um, meat should be like a special occasion thing a little more, you know? Sure should. It's not on-the-go food. That's where I'm leaning, Although though. jerky, I, I don't know. There's something more holistic about jerky. Well, you feel like you're using... Yeah, it's just like a piece of meat that's been cut and dry, but like processing the hell out of a meat and turning it into some ridiculous bar... Mm. I don't know. Well, jerky's on fire, buddy. Yeah, so are these damn Protein meat bars. Protein-packed snack. Everybody likes snacks. Everybody well, and everyone's them. wanting their, a little bit of animal fat now. Grease their insides. Moving on. Do we have to? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Andrew Keegan, he's got a uh, kind of like a little religion going, right? Well, let's set it up. Yeah, you, people know who he is. Do I know who he is? Well, this is what's funny, okay? He, it says former teen heart, heartthrob. That's what he's called. And I the name didn't yeah, I ring know. a bell when I'm first reading this, but um, I... Totally interviewed this guy. Oh, years ago. For he was in a movie called The Broken Hearts Club, that was a movie about a softball team. It was all gay men on the softball team. An all gay male softball team. That's right. Is this called, a real thing? I'm not kidding. Yeah. No, but was it taken ripped from uh, the headlines of real life? Well, I'm sure there are, are gay softball teams, right? Well, but when was this? This movie came out in the mid '90s, I believe. Hmm, okay. So I was thinking sixties. No. But it was it was more just like a it was about all these, you know, they all had all these different relationships going. Some of them were players, some of them were kind of like the more sensitive types. Oh. It was just about all of them looking for love <laughs> and finding solace and friendship, camaraderie. <laughs> on a maybe it was Breaking baseball. I don't think it, I, it was probably baseball. Or maybe it was softball. No, I bet it was softball. Really? I don't, yeah, you want to dig yourself in a hole? Uh, so anyway, I interviewed him when he was on a press tour for the movie. And he was dating Leanne Rimes at the time. <laughs> I remember that. And he oh. said that she got choked up when she watched the movie. She was very taken with his performance. Could have been the methadone. But he's a religious leader now. Yeah, I'm not saying anybody was on methadone. Oh, boy. Uh, no more male. All right, so he's got uh, a... Well, it's like a... 
Tell people cool. about the story. What we are not doing when we cover the news is telling the people what the news is I'm that we're covering. It, man. The thing is, this dude, he was in a movie once yeah, that we I covered saw that. and what? then interviewed him for, right? <laughs> what, what? So now he's called a religious leader because he's got this organization or whatever called, called uh, Full Circle. Yeah, Full Circle. They have uh, parties and stuff and they hang out. <laughs> It's a good religion. And they sell kombucha. He makes kombucha and he sells it. And he got busted by the FDA for selling kombucha. No, by the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. That's what I said. Mark's <laughs> trying to tell you it's the FDA. No. It's the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. So, yeah. According to, yeah, according to, this is on, uh, not Gawker, Defamer, which is a Gawker site. Yeah, and I don't care. For, I mean... They're I don't pretty. like this lady's approach. I, I, not that I was expecting anything less from Gawker than it to be kind of like Ooh. pithy and... Ooh. But I don't like this. Okay, I'm going to read this. I'm just going to read the opening sentence here. All right. Which I probably should have done a little bit ago. <laughs> Andrew Keegan, former teen heartthrob and current religious leader, was recently busted for selling kombucha, a disgusting, slightly alcoholic, effervescent, fermented tea drink for dummies Ooh. at a church fundraiser. Who wrote this? Kelly... Kelly oh, Konabay? Konaboy? I don't think that's how you yeah. say it. At a, just at a, I just love this at a church fundraiser. <laughs> I know, but what? For dummies? And the, and the California FDA. Disgusting? That's yeah, inflammatory no. language. She's clearly not into kombucha. A lot of people in Boulder that you are like way into health and stuff, I bring in my homemade booch. Yeah. They won't try it. Yeah, a lot of people are really timid about kombucha. It's because there's stuff floating in it. It freaks them out. Yeah, it's stupid. It is stupid. Come on, people. Yeah, it's just kombucha. It's hardcore natural. I mean, I can understand maybe not wanting to drink you someone else's kombucha. Be hardcore natural. Yeah. Drink it. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a social communion, you know? I just think it's Mark's good. made some booch. He'd like you to try it. Yeah. It's in a mason jar. Yeah. You're showing that it's you trust him. It's not pasteurized. like, wow, I guess I trust that Mark washes his hands a lot, and yeah. he made this fermented beverage of Occasional cuticle infection. Oh, yeah. And I had your kombucha yesterday, and you've got an infection <laughs> on your thumb. I might have one. It's probably going away because of the kombucha. Yeah. But anyway, I don't appreciate... I mean, that just detracts from the, the thrust of this story, too. What, you got to take a pot shot at kombucha? Yeah, it's, just, it's just a silly pot no shot at kombucha. When the real story is that, that it's... somebody complained that this guy at his quasi-church was selling homemade kombucha, and they came and busted him. Yeah. That's I mean, what we got to worry about? We but got... I mean, Keegan, come on. You can't, yeah. If you're going to make kombucha and it's your little religious party, you just give it away. You don't sell it. Yeah, that's... He was so oh, Good point. He yeah. was selling it. Just give it away. Yeah, give it away. You might your teen heartthrob money. You make your money somewhere else on this religious no. oh, here. tax exempt, perhaps. We wanted to organization. raise money for Sea Shepherd as a community. Mm. What is Sea Shepherd? You don't know what Sea Shepherd is? No. It's that organization of, uh, they have all those boats and they go like ram Japanese whaling ships. Oh. They're hardcore. Well, that's why he's selling the kombucha. You oh. still so strident about your free booch for all position? No, I mean, I don't, no, I don't have a problem with people selling kombucha, but I. I think you should yeah. suspect that you might get in trouble for that. I, I Although don't. it's like a fucking lemonade stand. It's like a lemonade stand. It's, it's stupid. Like, yeah, it's stupid. And I mean, bad form. California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. Yeah, don't they have anything better to do? C Dabic. Yeah, that's how I'm acronyming that. <sighs> Moving on. Oh, we're done. I don't think there's a lot to go into on that. It, but there, it, I, the reason I saw it and it caught my eye was we were talking about raw milk. It's another one of these over-eager, yeah. uh, take, take the sort of raw beverage world by the throat. 
By the throat? Yeah, you can't have that! Ooh. I'm surprised this isn't because like... Because we haven't controlled it and regulated it and See, cooked it. Do you pass the story on to a libertarian? Are they going to get all up in arms? Because this is the government. Yeah, this is... Uh, fucking with your rights. Vin Diesel. Not Vin Diesel. The, who's the farmer? Vin Diesel? Who's the farmer that fought against the... Oh, not Vin Diesel. Van sure Camp? Van... Glenn Campbell? Oh, who is it? It's from the Eagles. You, you Vandy right. Camp, like the fish company? No, mo- I'm, I'm going to look it up. Move on to the big moss cake that you botched last week. I didn't really botch. It wasn't like I had prepared something in advance and it had been wrong. I was shooting from the hip, talking about how I thought the biggest organism in the world was probably some giant algae cake or something. And I was sort of not close. Turns out the biggest living organism, and I also said it was as big as Delaware. Turns out that's not true, but it is two miles across. And it's a fungus. It's called a honey fungus. And it. Uh, can you please say the uh, scientific name for everybody? Uh, if I can find it. Oh, it's gonna be good. Uh, it belongs to the Arm- Armillaria Armillaria genus. Uh-huh. Properly popularly known as a honey fungus. Don't be a dick. It doesn't give its. Clive full... and Bundy. Remember Clive and Bundy? No. Vin Diesel's close. Not even. Who is Cliven Bundy? Oh, you don't know this? Cattle rancher, like, fought the government, became a big standoff. Oh, Josh. You got to read something other than Defamer. I've just been too wrapped up in uh, Ted Nugent's drama, I think, to... Is there a new drama? No. Always drama. <laughs> okay. He's a Ted Nugent-like figure. That's Go what ahead. I'm saying. Okay. I only got room for one of those So the honey badger. in my life. The, the honey badger. What is it called? It's a honey fungus. Honey fungus. <laughs> So uh, the large. I don't know if I be- if I'm I-, I can give this the largest organism in the world crown. Why? Because it's this subterranean network of. All right. Well, let's let's see. That's here. what's going on, right? It's not like you don't look at it and go, "Damn, that's big." Because what you see well, is that's the even better. Of all these little mushrooms. That even like speaks to what we're talking about with the plants. There's like oh, these plants. Intricate, insane shit going on. It's like it's not pl- just some big fungus out in the open for you to gawk at. What if the honey? It's living underground. What if the honey fungus is is the real apocalypse? That's what rises up and takes over. Fine with me. They're underground right now, just like just solidifying like, that network. Just they got stronger. their own. They got their own internet. They got fucking five G <laughs> under the ground. Large clumps of yellow brown mushrooms that appear above the ground are often fruiting bodies of much larger organisms. So see, there you go. It's just underground, Mark. Just can't you can't see it? Doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah, I know. That's what's cool. I know. But that's also why I'm up, I, you know. Here, here, you want me to try and botch another word here? You bet I do. They consist mainly of black bootlace-like rhizoforms. Huh. I think I got it. Wait, rhizomes or rhizoforms? Rhizomorphs. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Rhizomorphs that spread out below the surface in search of new hosts. An underground network of tubular filaments called fiber optics. No. Just kidding. Mycelia. But... It is like fiber It's like the optics. plant version of fiber optics. Yeah. They are, the plants are relaying information about how dumb we are this right like, now. It's like Comcast. Yeah. They're going to fucking take us out. And the, oh, but the, the no honey fungus. No customer service. You can't call these people. Yeah. And you want to know how dangerous the honey fungus is? Yeah. Tree killers. Oh, yeah. That's right. Wipes yeah. out whole forests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's they, some sinister stuff. Underground, you can't even see it. And then, Look at the scientists in the uh, Malhor National Forest in East Oregon. Where? East Oregon. Where? East Oregon. They're investigating the cause of large tree die-offs. And uh, they collected samples from 112 dead or dying trees, mostly firs, 
Tests showed all but four of the trees had been infected with that's the awesome. honey fungus. Awesome. Well, that's not awesome. What, dead trees? You like dead trees, huh? Well, they just taken out a whole community of fat people. What kind of savage bastard are you? God, that's so mean. What yeah, I that's just... twisted. Yeah, that was. Well, you're trying to up the ante, because I was saying <laughs> inappropriate things last week. Oh, you're going to show me what's what. That's mean. Uh, so anyway. Instead, they took out some trees, but that's just a... But trees don't give a shit. They're like, oh, like that's fine. You knock me over. I'll decompose and I'll come back as like a thousand plants. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you're bitching Good about... Good find, Josh. <laughs> well, you're bitching about having to wait in line at TSA. I'm going to fucking groan out in the sun. T- TSA? The the line at the airport. <laughs> I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to think... I thought of, you were going to go like at Starbucks or the line I'm at, just thinking about people complaining about, complaining about dumb shit that they think matters. TSA. They just get impatient. Yeah, but that's not like instant gratification. Instant right. gratification. Yeah, that puppy's cute because you know he's running around. Be... But the plant, I don't care about the plant because it's taking forever. You know where they really complain about waiting in line? Segway. Whole Foods. Yeah. Let's no. To... Sprouts Market has I'm... worse lines. Did you see this story Sorry about Whole Foods? Sorry to ruin your segue. <laughs> Did you see this story? Yeah, you sent it to me. Harvard Business Review. I. You know where I got this? Hold on. This. I don't. Uh, Shaggy. Harvard no, I got it from uh, Shaggy Brownie. Yep, our good friend Shaggy Brownie. Oh, right. We don't know these people. Sorry. Someone from our massive network of listeners. Yeah, some guy named Some Sha- guy. Shaggy Brownie. What's know. that? Shaggy Brownie. Thanks for the tip. Um, just the tip. Just the tip. That's all we need. Just the tip. We'll, ta- we'll take it the rest of the way in. We'll mm. take it from here. You don't need to do that, Josh. Just sit still. Mm-mm. Whole Foods Misguided Play for Millennials by Robin Bolton. Appearing in Harvard Business Review Wicked on smack. May 14th, 2015. Wow. <laughs> Voices. <laughs> Wait a minute. I wrote down who Robin was. I took notes for this episode. A partner at the innovation strategy consulting firm, InnoSight. Oh, yeah. Still too long. You're in trouble. I asked you what this was about. All right. What I'm saying is... Because I'm going to go in on it. What I think she thinks it's about is that they flub this by targeting... Right. targeting Flubbed what? Oh, right. I have to do the recap. Okay, so Whole Foods is opening this whole new style of grocery store that's aimed at millennials. Separate chain. Supposed to be cheaper, have more technology. Yep. uh, Sleeker design. Sleeker design. These things. Uh, Got in for millennials. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's the the only real fuck up is targeting it at millennials. Like like the rest of us can't handle this shit. That's the point. She makes that point. But I feel like that's That's the... That's not your point. You asked me what this (laughs) are. I'm telling you, that's what I think she... She positioned it as an art. Like that was the uh, main argument oh, I took you away here, right? Today, yeah, was that she thinks that they really blew it. Could be your top knot by marketing this at millennials. You do some sumo wrestling later. I might, if you don't watch yourself. <laughs> uh, so shit. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. So here's that's the, here's, what she's up in arms about. But there's more interesting elements to the story. I think. Oh, okay. Well, let's just that's cover all. that. So her point yeah. by describing there's a quote by describing this new concept. So yes, Whole Foods has a new chain they're developing. I think there's a little bit of a trend for this with like Walmart, Express stores, and Target has a little you know smaller footprint in more urban environments. Get at the people yeah. with yeah. All right. Uh, by describing this new concept as quote. I'm quoting her, and now she's quoting, I think, Walter Robb, co-CEO of Whole Foods, geared toward millennial shoppers. Whole Foods is essentially saying one or both of the following. One, Gen X and baby boomer shoppers are fine with or even prefer old cluttered stores that sell a confusing array of stuff at high prices. Yep. Who is this? Kelly Conaboy? 
Two, we, meaning Whole Foods, need to create new stores because our current ones are old and cluttered and sell all sorts of poorly organized stuff at high prices. Yeah. Well. But then she goes on, and I think she... She's, so trying she's to get obviously more... familiar with experience design because she's talking oh, about God. the whole jobs to be done thing. Oh, boy. So her whole deal is like a better approach. Is that where this is going? To growing a brand. Well, it's interesting. Uh, to target design for consumers based on what my colleagues and I call their jobs to be done. The fundamental problems they are trying to solve or goals they are trying to achieve. That's, that's experience design 101, buddy. That's UX 101. It's all about focusing on problems. But there's yeah, great. It's an intelligent way to... To do things. That's to, a, okay, that's a great. You want to go. All right. So, but yeah. The so, larger. I mean, so that I think the problem that they're they're designing I'm around not here. Talk over you. I'm not going to do it. Thanks. Is that they? Uh, is like you're saying. It's like for urban centers. I think what they really mean is these. Just going to sit here and suffer through it. Jesus. These stores <laughs> are designed for urban shoppers. I yes. Think they erroneously are uh, confusing urban with millennial. That's all I think is happening because what they're talking about here is something smaller, sleeker, more streamlined, needs to fit in a smaller place, appeal okay, to busier maybe. people. They don't want to like, you know, yeah. loiter about a store for a long time. They want to, you know. That could be true. There's also, I think, the point inside this article that you don't, you know, millennial is not one thing. Boomer is not one thing. So get at it with these jobs to do work approach. But the bigger point is that you, you, do you run the risk of cannibalizing your own business, right? Yeah. I'm going to launch a new chain of stores that's different than my current chain of stores because those chain, that chain isn't good enough to hit this thing that I need to get at because that's where business is headed. And does that take sales away from the old thing? Or, or maybe they're looking the to the horizon and they're seeing that the old thing, yeah, the old thing's starting to, to wither on the vine. Does the UX And that the new thing is like drone shipments of food and all this kind of shit that's coming. on the horizon. I'm telling you, wait. Next. Yeah. This whole drone thing, high-level um, executives at PepsiCo, it's a few years ago when I saw this man speak, Dr. Mahmoud Khan. Mm-hmm. Um, you wrote about this such in an article. Inter- I did? About listening to him speak, I think. I did? Well, Continue. Not... Yep. <clears throat> yes. Was that an audio cue? For me to cut? What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, they were talking about that was one of his most pressing concerns with an urbanizing population. You pack these cities full of people. How many people are going to be in uh, uh, Rio? A de- a Yanero. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. You are freaking me out. Millions, billions. Yeah, billions. Billions. How are you going to get food into them? You got to shift. With, you got to fly it in, man. The transportation system as it exists. Yeah, you'd be like trying to deliver a truckload of Pepsi. It'd take you four days to get in and out of the city. Drone it. Yep. <laughs> well, and people. I mean, it, with with the way. I mean, people expect shit so fast now. Yeah, they do. People order something on Amazon so or Zappos. They're like, why isn't it here a day later? They don't have time to pre-make a kale salad for the week. Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> if you think of like, that, we get impatient about the shit, about the fact that like we it's want something BS. shipped across the country in a day. That, my friend. And we friend, don't want to be charged for it. You want to talk about Free food, shipping. Food reform. Really? Free shipping. You, you want to really. talk about food reform, life reform. That's right. We're not going to, it's going to backfire. Always on, fingers, thumbs cramping up from texting on your Smartphone. I sound like Grandpa. Your fucking smartphone. 
It's all gonna we're gonna we're gonna normalize this stuff. So here, what last thing on this Whole Foods article? People are gonna chill. People need to start acting more like plants, though. Is what needs to That's happen. That's what I'm saying. The plant scale of consciousness. Yeah, we're acting like a bunch of fucking animals. <laughs> oh. oh. <sighs> so she ends this article. Oh, it's a pretty good article, but she's not a fan of the announcement that they're gonna do this. They 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 sort of hinted at it in a I don't know what earnings. Well, that was my thing with you. It was a good article, but here, but I I don't know why she like bashes on kombucha. <laughs> No, the wrong article. <laughs> I just feel like it, it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, good point. The whole millennials thing seems like a weird thing to. Well, people are burned. Strange out bone to topic. pick when there's so much more information that she presents here. Maybe it's just someone wrote a bad headline for this article. It could be a bad editor. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the way it ends, because this is gonna. That's a question coming for you. Don't jump ahead as you use your. Thumb I've read the smart. article. Yeah, but guess what? You don't know this question's coming. All right, ask. She says, <laughs> she says, blah, blah, blah. Will it cannibalize itself? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a, here's a more, far more awkward question. Elegantly, po- elegantly, eloquently posed by one millennial. Why don't they just call the new chain Trader Joe's? Oh. What should they call it? Boom. To you. Free identity work. Ideating for Whole Foods right now. What do you call the new chain? Oh, because it doesn't have a name yet, does it? Uh, it sure doesn't. You could um, be something boring like Whole Foods Express. No, I feel like it has to be something uh, punchier, mm-hmm, shorter, mm-hmm. probably just one word. All natural. Munch. Munch! <laughs> <laughs> how about just nom? Nom nom. Nom. How about natch? Ooh, hey, natch. Ooh. Ooh, too bad we're parked on that one. Yep. Loyalties. Uh, we publicly using that for months now. Actually, fucking Natch. They would love to get their hands on Natch because that would be that would look Natch. good, especially in in that font we've been using. Just bam, hanging over a doorway. For an urban millennial. Oh. Yeah, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, Natch. I headed. I went over to Natch. Do they know that our demo skews heavily towards urban millennial? They yeah, must. They do. I mean, God, I mean, let's face it. We have tens of thousands of listeners. What should we call Munch? Whole, all right, whole, Actually, uh, I think Natch is has got a good name for this little for, boutique. Yeah, a little like a bodega Technology style. endowed. Yeah, if it's modern. Store. No, they'll give it See, a name. See, that's the thing. Like, I'm looking at this as like a staging area. I think they're trying to figure out, like, what's our store going to look like in 20 years? Ooh, look at you. Because I don't, because we don't know. Because, like, this probably can't last. So, so how do we scale down a little bit? Like, how do we, like, this jobs to be done thing, right? Like, what are the things that people are going to be coming here explicitly for and what are the, mm-hmm. where can we trim fat now haven't you heard me this is just an iteration my friend <laughs> i think that's smart yeah that's the kind of stuff that corporations do yeah they think th- so. you think they're doing this they're really doing this and this whole millennial thing maybe they're trying to confuse people maybe they're like yeah just tell them it's for millennials get some people pissed off they'll sure. miss they won't see what we're really up to here smart not that it's nefarious i mean they're just like hey let's try something new smart. shit's changing i had a good point what was it Oh, mm. so what have we been talking about? Rehabilitating science, making, which is, which is another way of saying bringing technology back into natural food. Yeah. What's Whole Foods looking to do? Bring a sleeker, modern technology-laden design into their stores. Bam. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we I called assume, it. I assume. By which I mean me called it. Oh, that wasn't just you. Oh, please. You just you think it's all a... you. <laughs> I came up with Peak Natural. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, the brains <laughs> and the... Balls? Oh. <laughs> so, I, so what are the companies... Like, Food Tech is owned by, like, Hampton Creek, Soylent, uh, Beyond Meat. These are the types... So, it's, like, natural food plus a little bit of a 
Silicon Valley edge. What could they, something like Hampton Creek. That, they could go with something like that. Some sort of that name. That name? I See, to me, Hampton Creek is it's not tech not, at all, right? It's too pastoral. Yeah, it is too pastoral. But that's where, like, the naming conventions are right now. So what would they do? What's like a tech, if you think technology, what's like a river in the future? The river Sticks. How about a river? Sticks. <laughs> it's just called Sticks. That's biblical, though, I think. Isn't called that the river into arigato? hell? Mr. What? Yeah, you don't want that one. Arigato? I was doing a stick song. You don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, so, I don't think they're going to buy this work. We're not ideating well for Whole Foods right well, now. Well, dude, you threw it at me here. Yeah, I did. I like that. I'm a... <laughs> you came up with munch. Munch. Natch. Yeah. Oh, oh, holy shit. No, that's too obvious. Bite with a Y. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's too tech. <laughs> Bite. Uh, whew. It's going to have to be imply like because they're big on values matter pastoral but are they still big on that is that is that still what they're trying to angle with i think there uh there's some evidence that they're going to really be pushed because they want it to be cheaper in these smaller footprints so they're going to push their private label line 365 Mm. ambrosia oh food of the gods no slaw what were we slaw Slaw. Slaw. Like, oh, yeah, it's like all these salad shops, right? Chopped. Mm-hmm. And uh, hmm. Blue Apron. But, I mean, why do you go to the store? Why, why are... Because you want to buy food. Right, but uh, what's the job to be done? <laughs> but if you also want it to be like the Apple store, but yet have organic brownies... Well, the Apple store, yeah, they just have a logo. That's how balls yeah, they are. They don't even know. fucking... Yeah. They don't even have to write their name. They go, yeah. So they can just call this hole. Hole? Yeah. H O L E. That sounds too much like a hole. You don't want to fall into a hole, right? Food Mart. Yeah. They, oh, just like super ghetto like that. Let's read from Andrew Keegan's Wikipedia page for a minute. He was born Andrew Keegan Haying in Los Angeles, California, the older son of Lana Ocampo, a hairdresser, and Larry Haying, a voiceover actor. A voiceover actor. That's what I'm going to do. Really? Yeah, I think so. I would love to get that kind of work. Oh, you think I have the voice for it? Keegan's mother is Colombian, and his father is from Nebraska. Thanks for listening to Natchcast. That's Josh. I'm going to say goodnight, because it's, uh, it's almost nighttime. I'm trying to be kind of smoky and sultry and sexy like Mark was in the intro. Are you liking it? Do you feel it? So anyway, thanks for listening. We had some news to cover. That was exciting. Um, We encourage you. We implore you. We don't beg. We're not beggars. We recommend you go to SoundCloud. You like SoundCloud, right? At Real Match. All the episodes are there. Or you could just go to iTunes. How does that work? You listen to it once and then you're subscribed for life? Sure. You rate us five stars, your mom will thank you, because we're friends with your mom. But it's not like that. I mean, come on. We're gentlemen. We're married. We have kids. We just like moms. We like talking to moms. Moms are the future. Moms and plants. Match cats. I can't hear it.